of Dual Alliance with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where we discuss everything to challenge. We are back to discuss All Stars Season 2, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus, And we are getting into some interesting territory here because this episode will mark mid-season of this complete season. And I'm like really sad about that because, yeah, I'm, I, I just... Please, more content, Paramount+. Plus, But... This episode, it had a lot of depth, but it had a lot of twists and turns to it. And we're just going to discuss everything that happened. Yeah. And so they named this episode, Oh, Tina Can't Come to the Phone, because it was a lot going on from Tina to the King's Palace to that daily. It was a lot. So we come back into this episode. It was post-elimination. And I described how like they were commuting in the background as a let out from like when you come back from a club and folks just having a good time and just spread out and eat and stuff but ayana said that if they think to put her into a nation every time they got another thing coming their way because she she at this point she's fed up <laughs> she's like y'all can't have me do doing y'all dirty work and I feel disrespected, which I, later on is absolutely she feels expected for a different reason. Then Nehemiah Tech and Tyrion have a Three Kings talk, what they initially called it, about the big lines that was with the Brill and the Brad and them, and how they're going to probably most likely pick them off as time goes on. And Nehemiah said if their number is called, who do we want? And Tech just wants to be able to punch up and go against a guy like MJ to cement legendary status. LT says that they got to also look out for Steve, who is a roommate of theirs, to bring him in the fold because he doesn't have as many friends and connections in the house. So I like two of the three kings and them calling themselves like saying that their room is the king's palace it gives me mama d vibes from love and hip-hop where she calls herself the queen and that everything is a castle and she literally is trying to disregard other people as peasants i don't know why i just i just heard mama d's voice say (laughs) b-i-c-t-h in this whole episode If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Love and Hip Hop. Please, season two, probably you'll get some shits and giggles. But I understood Tech's mentality in trying to win and earn respect from just everyone, but also just for himself and seeing that he can do it because the way Tech went out last season, he was so close. And I felt like he could have had an opportunity to get to the final. He just came across Nehemiah. So the fact that they're working together, it's cool. I understand Tech. I understand Latarian too, because Latarian got out right before he, you know, was able to get to the final and show really more what he could do. It's just the dude with the nose ring that I, I just, I'm not really, I'm not really rocking with it. I just... Mm. he really is their wing leader though <laughs> that's the thing like he really like banded them together so they can get out the big dogs in the house and they got one out and like after that not all of them but like he's on this high horse and just like we gotta protect the palace yo so- like i can't i can't <laughs> And then we move into Tina and Casey having a chat. And Casey said, like, her first impressions of, like, Tina, 
back in the day was that she thought she was a mean girl because Tina was very much an angry type of person. And that was really verbally to everybody. The attitude was there. But Tina admits that Tina back in the day, like I said, was an angry person. But she wants this time around, she wants to play fair and diplomatic game to school around. And I get the sense of her growth that we also saw later on the episode. I was a big, boisterous, like, mad woman back in the day. But now I really want to play this game a different type of way. I think it's just not only she wants to play a different way, but she just wants to continue to live in a different way, which is not in emotionally being angry. So... I think that the growth in Tina, it w- it was nice to see because Tina was a mean girl. Tina was a bitch. Tina was all of those things. And if you watch those seasons, it was hard to really root for Tina in some instances because she was so aggressive and Tina was hard to root for. Okay back in the day. That being said, I think Tina now, I'm glad she's able to understood who she was and now know who she is and continuing on that growth because life is just growing every single moment. And what happened 15 years ago, it's not who you are today. So I'm glad that she's able to understand who she was and how people perceived her, but who she is now. Yeah. And as Kelly Penny says on Insecure, growth. Love to see. And then Jonna, MJ, and Melinda were congregating at the table and they're talking about what the challenge requires and it's having regular conversation. And they're talking about how the challenge has a big portion of it being mental. And Melinda brings up that the following day, which would have been a challenge day, that would have been her scheduled due date for C-section for her daughter that she had lost at five months pregnant. But Melinda was incredibly brave one to even be there at that time so melinda had to give birth to her child in in order for the child to leave her body and anybody going through that that's so hard to do because you are still going through the steps of having the child without the joy of bringing the child home or knowing that the child will survive so i thought melinda was brave and even being on the show that time frame that 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 was because that can take losing a child it, that that grief, it just takes a hold of you. And especially someone who carried the child and had to go through the process of birthing something that you can't even take home and enjoy and love. And it, it, that's so hard. So my hat is off to Melinda for even coming on to shows, to even being mentally ready to compete. And I thought it was really nice of her to share that story with John A and MJ. I know that that day was hard for her. So for her to even being able to get that out, I'm glad that she was to share that with some people in the house. And I think that those two, they seem like the perfect people to share that with because the way that they showed empathy towards her, I thought it was what she needed at the time. Both of them being parents, they understand that process of having a child and what that goes through. And I just thought it was brave of her to even show up. Yeah, because like a couple like months removed from that is so it takes a toll on you. You're probably still dealing with like a little bit of postpartum as well like, with the after effects of that. So her coming onto the show and acknowledging it because you can also just like follow it up and not really say anything. But like I said, I give hats off to her for acknowledging it and just giving it to just do for that and using that as a little bit of motivation for herself as well to compete and continue in the game. Speaking of, they head to the site for a daily challenge and TJ gets into it right away and said 
It is called Bounce Back. This challenge is an individual challenge where they have to bounce on trampolines to the top and it collects three different puzzle pieces that are essentially part of a math equation. And they have to hit it down and crash into the water and swim towards shore and figure out puzzle. And they have to keep doing this one by one. That's the catch. You have to do this one by one into get it to shore. And they have to solve each puzzle one at a time, obviously, as well. And they're really tracking it by time. So it's a timed challenge as well. And so this should be easy peasy, but not really. It sounds easy, but then the conditions that they were under does not make it easy. Yes. So they are doing this in heats of two people at a time. So in the first heat, it is Tyler and Casey, and they both knocked off the first pieces together. And then Casey started to struggle with getting the other two pieces. But every time Casey tried to get a piece and she dropped down into the water, she was drowning. And at one point, she just gives up while Tyler gets through all the pieces and gets to shore and completes the puzzle. It was funny because I think it was Andre's confessional. He was like, you're the hero one day and then the next challenge you're not. And I don't even know why Casey gave up because she could have kept going. I don't care how long it would have taken her. But just the fact that she quit I don't understand those people who have quitter mentalities on the show. You're literally trying to win for money. I I don't get the concept of just being like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to take my chances in the arena. So you don't even know who's going to be in the arena. Yeah. So I don't get that. But yeah, she just quit and she got DQ'd automatically. And I mean, we see what happens, but I don't know why she quit like that. Yeah. And then moving into Heat 2, it was Tech and Johnny. And I was laughing when Tech was like up these trampolines because I was, I really, he looked like a grasshopper having on. Um, but Johnny, she missed on the first try and then she hit the water hard. And I was like, is she okay? Because I was worried for a second. Yeah, I think throughout most of this challenge, people were falling really hard in the water. And so it was kind of cringe to watch because it's like I don't even know if this person should be continuing on yeah but Jonna managed to get all of them down and headed on to the puzzle Tech was managed to get to the puzzle as well but he solved his puzzle first and called for a check and got it wrong and as he's trying to figure it out and he's like frustrated the Ronis confessional said that Tech wasn't lying that boy don't know how to divide Darrell always comes with the one-liners and the little the little funny moments I love Darrell. Yeah, because it was the puzzles were simple math. Like it was that it was anyone's multiplication and division. It was just that. It couldn't figure it out on first try. But um he got the second check and he got that correct. And when he got done with it, he had a moment and was very disappointed in himself because he might have cost himself by a minute or two to figure out the equations, but Ayanna plans this in the event like he might go in she will use her life shield to save him and then after that Jonna got her puzzle all competed as well and then we go on to heat three with Melinda and Steve and Steve got his first piece down with no problem then he went for the next one but man she knocked down the remaining two of pieces and Vogue was like he don't follow directions <laughs> It's very reminiscent of Kyle. I'm not following directions at all. Yeah, Steve was trying to be proactive, but then 
didn't realize that that's not what you should be doing. And so he thought he had it because, you know, last week he won. And so he wanted to stay with that momentum because he knew ultimately that if somebody from the other lines would have won, it was clipped. But that's just a stupid move that you you, you can't make in, in a situation like that, especially when it's an individual challenge. You got to be prepared. And he was not. If he was doing a lot. One of his boxes ended up being a few feet away. So we had to swim and try and get to that and then come back to shore. And it was like probably 50 feet away. And, and he was like, yeah, I might have fucked up. And the real had to say, if I win this, day, this challenge, I'm throwing his ass in. That's our first chance. But the way that this all panned out, they didn't even need to do that. So, oh, and then my, meanwhile, Belinda... She was really working her way through everything, but she couldn't get her second puzzle piece to go down. But she really looked out of it at a certain point when she hit the water. But maybe she got above water. She was very not present. She looked very, like, lost. And I feel like she really couldn't breathe at one point. And I feel like water really got in her system. So they had to call the ambulance to get her some help with the medics. Yeah, I felt bad for Melinda. We just talked about it. That was the day that she had so much emotional baggage attached with. So I feel like she wanted to compete to just prove to herself and, you know, compete. At the end of the day, you're there to compete. And regardless of what you're going through emotionally, you still want to show up for your job. And she was very lethargic. Like you said, she was confused. She was didn't know what was happening. I was like, damn, Melinda, I hope this is not the end for her because I, I really thought she was out for the long haul. I didn't know what was happening with her. So she got the medic call and we'll see how it happens. But I feel bad because that was that one day that I would have really voted for her to win that challenge. But it just so happened that she couldn't even finish it and she was DQ'd. Yeah. And so they end up doing a montage of all the other heats with Janelle and Nehemiah, and then Kendall Darrell, Ayanna Brad, Jody Latarian, Tina and MJ, and that was all through the montage. When we got to Tina and MJ, Tina was moving like a frog up them trampolines, okay? Like her her methods, <laughs> they worked, but it was just an odd method. Tina's just funny. She intentionally funny too. Unintentionally yeah. funny, I should say. Yeah, she was on her stomach, literally bouncing on her stomach from one level of trampoline to another. And TJ was like, I've never seen that method before, but I like it. Yeah. And I think her and TJ's interaction is so funny to me because TJ being just involved in the challenges, we don't see that often. He's usually off to the side just watching. So I love the fact that he's interacting with them, but specifically with Tina, because just their banter back and forth is hilarious to me. It was also raining in that challenge at one point. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but like all the trampolines were already wet because, you know, conditions that they had to work under was a little bit more slippery than probably the first couple of heats that went. So I thought that was funny that she even thought of that. Yeah. And then in the final heat, it was Jasmine and Kahuta. I wrote in my note, small fry Jazz <laughs> was getting up there, but she face planted into the water. But props to her because she got back up and continued on through this challenge. She was able to, I think she actually completed the puzzle too. All while Kata was chilling and got through this whole thing as well and completed the puzzle. But props to Jasmine for not giving up. Cause like at one point I thought that she was going to be having another coughing fit like Melinda, but she pulled through. Jasmine, she's small. 
but she has a lot of heart. And one thing that she said in that moment where she really couldn't catch her breath and she just wanted to give up was what would her kids do in that situation? And what would she want to show her kids in how you move in that situation? And she just said she doesn't want to quit. And which for somebody who just watched another person quit, I'm glad that she had that mentality. Just not even because you're not doing it just for yourself. If you, if you have kids, like, you know, yeah. you want to win for your kids, but in this instance, she's doing it just to show not only that she's a mom, but she still is who she is. And so the fact that that's integrated into how she moves now, I can respect that. And the fact that she completed it, like she got all three, solved the puzzle and completed it with time. I have to give props to Jasmine because she did what needed to be done. Yes. Shout out to the small folk. We, we here. And so that is the end of the challenge. and. TJ said that Melinda will be going straight into elimination, but he said it would have been Casey that would have been going in had she not attempted another jump more than Melinda. And TJ said he doesn't want to see Casey quit again. And Casey really thinks that she's screwed with this week. For me, I feel like Casey should have still went in because Melinda got DQ'd for medical reasons and Casey got DQ'd because she just quit. And I feel like that's a difference. Like, you don't just quit because you can't breathe. Like that's something completely different rather than you just saying, hey, I don't want to do this when you actually have the opportunity to do this. Like if you're on your deathbed and you can't do it, you can't do it. But if you're perfectly fine, I feel like she should have went in. But nonetheless, Melinda had to go in and that's where I really felt bad because, you know, all that emotion just came over her and she just felt bad. And I'm like, damn, like I feel for you, sister. I like I, I feel for you. Yep. And Steve will be going into elimination for doing too much. So it will be Belinda and Steve heading into elimination automatically. And the winners were decided by with the men two seconds apart. And that was between Darrell and Brad. But Darrell had the edge on Brad for those two seconds. And he is the male winner for this daily challenge and Jody was the winner women's side of it so Darrell and Jody are our winners of this challenge well I mean my affection for Darrell is is no word no more words that I can express (laughs) but I'm glad that he was able to win I'm glad that Brad was in the mix too so for that alliance state the both of them were able to kind of keep a hand in controlling the house but brad was funny because he just didn't want that smoke brad was like you know what yeah no like let that decision be on the rock because that's four people that you're gonna have to say their name and they know that you chose them so he didn't want to take the hit i completely understand brad like brad wants to be low-key under the radar do what you gotta do and Jody, like we've been saying, she's definitely one of the strongest women that are here. And I think that her winning, again, she's able to just control how things go for her in her game moving forward. This was also the real second win. When Brad said that, and I was like, I just remember when Tina took the reins, when him and her won, he didn't catch all the smoke, really. So I feel like with the real, he's not going to catch smoke like that because he's very likable and people are not gonna really like get angry with him like that i mean Darrell is he's typically a man of the people i think people just respect him because he is who he is all the time and there's no switch up on whoever it is so i think that's what people respect most about Darrell and really 
if they do find issue, they can talk with him about it and it not be combative in some sort. Yeah, because look how both him and Brad are now friendly. <laughs> I'm so I'm always gonna bring up that fight for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, so moving on. Nehemiah noticed is like, oh, King's Palace, we got folks in hot water and something gotta give because we about to lose probably lose somebody from our crew. But Jody, Brad, and Darrell were scheming to break up the King's Palace, and Darrell planned to put up tech and use talent as a smokescreen to garner the right votes to pit tech into elimination. And then Jody and Darrell had their deliberation. Jody said that Tina knows that she's going to most likely be the one to go in. And Darrell doesn't want Tyler and Elevation. He really just wants Steve and Tech to go in, which is best for his game. And they know that Ayana would save Tech. So they more so were like, let's put her on the board so that she can just use her life shield on herself and not Tech. And they said if she uses the life shield on herself, that they'll pick Casey up as the other option. I had no problem with their gameplay because it aligned with who they wanted to ultimately wean down to get to the final with. So I have no problem with that. And I think Ayana just being upset that her name was called. It's like literally, like Darrell said, the same thing happened to Jody last week where she could not save Derek and she had to use her life shield. And it was even worse because they put two people up on that board that knew that they were going to save themselves because they knew that person would have either gotten that ability to have the life shield. So the fact that Ayana was so upset, I think probably it had to do with maybe that Brad's name wasn't up there also, but why would they put Brad's name up there? That makes no sense. So Ayana's whole thing about being disrespected and how she didn't really understand why they want to put her name up there. The way she even approached them was just like, well, I just want to make it clear like this is what you guys are doing. It's like, yeah, girl, that's what they're doing. And that's what happened last week. I don't know if you weren't paying attention or you were just too busy trying to put your uniform on underneath your clothes. But yes, girl, it's happening yeah. <laughs> around the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so Brad said he wasn't going to use this, obviously. So Ayana had to obviously take herself out of the running and they pick Casey up. So the four people that will be voted on to go into a nation are Tech, Tyler, Casey, and Tina. And once they pick those names officially up on the board, the house comes to see who is up for the vote. And a lot of them are very shook. Jasmine said that she had to give somebody a drink because Tina's name was up on board. I wonder who she had to give that drink to. Probably herself and then anybody who knows Tina because they already knew what was about to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And Ayana goes in the kitchen and she is still pissed off about how this even happened. And she said, I lost my appetite. And she told Tina, Marion, what was happening, and Casey, who was on a board with her. And Tina asked who, but she would be the one to go against in the nominations. And Ayana said it was Casey. And Ayana asked her, how is she not mad at this right now? But Tina said she wasn't surprised because Jody played a personal move in this. Which I understand Tina's anger in Jody being personal. But I also think that she's not being sensible about it because it's happening to her. I think that she's just more upset, obviously. But I feel like she would do the same if it came down to it in her protecting herself over Jody because she knows that Jody is strong. So I understand Tina's anger about it. It's just funny that 
if once it's happening to you, now all of a sudden everyone's, you know, a piece of shit and they're the worst cast in the in, in the history of cast. It's like, girl, you gotta understand, you gotta have some kind of sensibility about the shit. Like both her and Ayana, but especially her. It's not just personal, it's just how the game is being played. You're trying to win five hundred thousand dollars. You want to have the best opportunity to win this money. You are going to take the person out who you think will beat you. That's it. Yeah, like in that moment, like she was mad, but like it wasn't showing. But it shows later on. <laughs> and then Tyler, Melinda, Kendall, and Janelle are outside. And Melinda apologizes for her performance in the challenge. And she feels awful that she was hurt and has to go in. But everyone's like, you don't have to apologize for anything. Like, you tried your best. It just wasn't your day. Yeah, I don't think she should apologize for anything. I don't think she had anything to apologize for. I just, I understand why she did though, because she wanted to compete and do her best. And so because her best wasn't good enough, everyone was completely right. She did not need to apologize. Yeah. And then later on, Steve and Melinda had a chat about who they want to go against. And they were in the room just like chilling. Melinda said she didn't really care who she would go against. But Steve said that he was leaning towards tech because Tyler is good at math and puzzles. And he basically doesn't want to go toe-to-toe with him physically. And he said it was a self-preservation move. And all while they're having a chat because they are in the same room with Nehemiah, this man is once again eavesdropping. And he wants to tell tech about the rat in their circle. Here we go. (laughs) You know what? For all all the shit that I give Nehemiah, I mean, if you are in alliance with somebody and it comes down to you or them, I just think that Steve really showed his hand way too soon. I think he got very cocky, especially in that actual challenge in competing and trying to do two things at one time. And then in this moment where he's, you know, speaking gameplay, I don't think he should have said anything. I think he should have really understood the moment and who was in that area. Like if you're having a one-on-one conversation with somebody, especially about what your plans are, then you should you should try to hide it because it's going to be used against you. Yes, it's self-preservation, but honestly, you were scared of Tyler. Like I understand Tyler's one challenges and he's a beast, but I don't know. Steve is... Steve doesn't understand the game as well as he thinks he does. And I think that's where he messed up. Because I feel like he played, he played his hand entirely too early. This is what happens when you come back to a game 18 years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we go into nominations on my favorite deck. You know, I love, <laughs> I'm keep saying this, I love this deck. But Casey starts off and says that she fucked up in the challenge. But she said that Casey from 15 years ago, wouldn't have probably done the daily anyways. So she's happy that she was able to, you know, at least get some of it, get through some of it at least. And she ended saying, don't vote for me, vote for Tina. And Tina says that if they keep her around, she'll be good company and keep up all the laughs. And she's hoping that people vote based on performance. I mean, again, Tina's completely right though. Tina, if anything out of the two of them, she deserved to be there more than Casey because Casey quit in that challenge. But this is where you have your political game to be played. And Tina's pitch sounded good, but ultimately them people was not trying to hear that shit. Yeah, nope. But (laughs) then we get to tech and he says, in the word of Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I won't get fined. And he said very nonchalantly. Because at this point, he knew what 
Steve had said, because Nehemiah went back into the tech and he was just sitting on that. Else he was like, you got nothing else to say? He's like, nope, I'm good. Which, I mean, tech, you're not getting fined. I get the gist of it. I get the thought process behind it, but you're actually not getting fined. <laughs> you know, like you have to be there. So good, good effort though. Good effort. So he voiced his frustration about Steve wanting him. He said, you're living foul right now, bro. And I was the one that brought you into the fold. And basically, that's how I'm repaid by you wanting to go against me in discrimination. Again, this is where Steve fucked up his hand way too early. And it was over for him. And I just felt bad for Tech because he is the one that got caught in the crossfire. If you start unraveling the string, the whole string is going to come out. So I get that. But I just felt bad for Tech. Tech Tech didn't want to be there. And it's just like, we brought you into this alliance, Steve. Like, we, you weren't here with us. You know, you just came back. So the fact that we brought you in with us, this being your first time back and you do some shady shit like that, it's like, bro, how how can we even trust you to keep your word going forward? Yeah, like, we, defi- like, <laughs> we were on Steve's side last week with Katie. And then he goes and does this. Like, he had a, a, such a good high last week. And for it to just plummel this week, it says something about your gameplay. You need to go back home and readjust if you ever get called back again. Because you can't be doing that ever again if you want to have some stability in the game. So, Latarian starts off the vote by saying that this is my man. There's no way I'm voting against him. So, he didn't place a vote on Tech, but he placed it on Tyler. And most people placed their votes on Tech. Only a few on Tyler. Nehemiah voted for Casey and Tyler. Brad voted for Casey and Tech. And then eventually, a lot of votes were coming in for Tina. And Tyler noted as well, like, that Casey was the one that actually quit in the challenge, like we mentioned. But he sees how remarkable the votes are going because folks really want Tina out the game. And Tina was very flabbergasted and pissed about how this vote is going because she was like, this was supposed to be fun. And it's not fun now. She said in her confession that she's going to explode and it's not going to be great for people in the house. And the votes ended up being six votes for Tina at one point, two for Tyler, two for Casey, and six for Tech. And then Johnny submitted the last votes for both Tina and Tech, but seven apiece, and Tyler and Casey of two. And Tech gets up. And walks towards the board, feeling that very disrespected by Steve. And he said, it's professionally done fucked up, bro. Nehemiah is also baffled that the King's Palace went from taking out a power player to having two members being an elimination. So, Tyrion said that what Steve did was some bitch shit. And he was said that uh, my first chance Steve got was to choose someone that Aromi, instead of going against Tyler, who was scared of. And called it a snake move that he turned his back on them at first chance. And then when a lot of them were convening in the kitchen in the dining area, just chilling, having good times and vibes and conversations, Tina grabs pans and hits them together like our good sis Tanisha from Bad Girls Club a little bit. And she said, announcement, I would like to tell everybody that I'm a very driven person and y'all are a bunch of fake motherfuckers. Nice Tina is dead. I'm going to blow up all y'all spots. And she says this. I'm going to start with you, Jody. She said, welcome, Jody, to my bad side. And y'all better hope that I don't come back. And this is where we see Tina unravel back to who everyone 
knew Tina to be and not who she is now. And it was a funny moment to see it happening because everyone was so confused, like, what the fuck is going on? And she's literally just like, listen, it's over for you bitches. (laughs) When I tell you it's over for you bitches, okay? I already told you chittling eating bitches. No, but she was completely over them. And everyone was like, uh, shit, we kind of just poked the bear. I just knew that a moment was going to come from Tina where she was just going to either explode on Jody or explode on the first person who just looks at her wrong and just sniffs her in her direction in the wrong way. Yeah, like Tyler, when she first started to hit the pants together, he was like, what is happening? <laughs> like his face was just like popped, his eyes just like, what? <laughs> and then once like she said her spiel, he's like, oh shit, okay. But once Tina leaves the room, Dodie's like, I'm not going to engage with her. Like, she can do whatever. I'm not going to engage with, like, what she got going on. And Jasmine said to, to break the tension in the room. Jasmine's like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Again, I love the growth from Jasmine because y'all really are too fucking old for this shit. If it would have escalated into what could have been a, a real situation back then, I'm glad that y'all have the presence of mind to know it's really not worth the back and forth, even argue with her. Yeah, and Tina voices her frustration to Tyler and Melinda upstairs. She said that she felt fucked with and she felt played. And she says she worked very hard not to be an angry person. And Melinda asked her who she was most mad at. And she said that everyone who casted a vote for her. And Tyler's just really confused on like what's going on Tina in the head. Like she was, he was like, I don't know what's going upstairs, but she's better than this and it's tough to watch her go through this little moment that she's having to make Tina feel better Melinda was trying to offer her some green tea and like oh give me a piece of bread or something I don't know I thought it was funny for Melinda because they they were literally in the middle of the conversation and she's just like I'm so angry and upset and I don't know how to relay that anger but in the way that I used to and she just didn't want to get back to that and Melinda was like well girl you want some green tea it's like, no, girl, if you don't get this ginger ass tea out of here <laughs> and move around with this shit, like, don't nobody want no fucking green tea, girl. <laughs> and so we head into the arena and we have our player set with Steve and Melinda and Tina and Tech. And the name of this elimination is called Switchback, where each player has three colored skulls placed on the opposite ends of the arena and they will begin switched on and they must run across the arena and flip the light switches off opponent skulls or switch their own skulls on and the first player to switch off all three of their opponent skulls while also having the least of their own skulls lit will win this elimination so to start off we're starting with the guys and it's going to be steven tech and Tech's last words were like, I'm going to hand Steve this L and send the flying Hawaiian, flying back to Hawaii. And that is the mentality to have Tech. Do what you got to do to stay where you want to stay at. Because Tech, you really can see how his mindset changed in doing it last season for the first time in so many years. And him coming back, knowing that people have made careers out of doing this show. And so he knows that there's money into it, but he knows that the mental is important as the physical. So they get started this nation, and after they both get the, the first switches off, they 
are running to the other side. And Tech is really getting physical with Steve. Like, Tech first starts to shove Steve. And everybody's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that from Tech. He literally just gave him a forearm shiver. And Steve completely just fell back. And I'm just like, all right, Tech, that's, that's how you assert dominance. Because everyone was looking at Tech probably as though it, it would be equal or maybe less than, but definitely for Steve, because Steve thought he can take tech. So tech was just like, listen, you're not about to just run over me. Like you got to really beat me and run through me to get to the final. And tech where we said, you asked for me. So here you go, brother. As like they were going, tech was still like knocking over Steve and the real just had to say, get your ass up, boy. You just got lit up. <laughs> Because Steve was, could not just catch a break at this point. I mean, he asked for Tech, so this is what he got. Yeah. And Steve said that he wasn't trying to let Tech check him out of fight. One point, Steve did get him back one good time. That was it. And at one point, they both were gassing out slowly. But Steve had two lights on at that point, and Tech had only one. So I was like, could Steve have an edge on Tech at this point and take this win? I don't know. So Tech got his light back on. Steve ran to his own light that was on and turned that off. And that's when he knew he fucked up because he had to go back and rewire and go back and correct his mistake. Couldn't do it as fast as he could because Tech ended up knocking that one out as he tried to go and knock out one of Tech's lights. I think Tech mentioned this game is mental more than it is physical. And in this instance, it just showed at the point where everyone was gassing out and the endurance was getting low. It just came down to mentally who had it to keep themselves together. It didn't matter how long it would have take. They just had to figure it out. And Steve, for all his gloating and thinking that he can just really just roll over and beat Tech, it really bit him in the ass because Tech, for as how skinny he is and he just doesn't look maybe physical enough, Tech has endurance. Some skinny, them skinny ones, they got it. So I'm glad that Tech was able to pull it out and win because I know that if he did, then it, it would have been a, a different story for Steve in the house. But it will be now anyway because if Steve ever decides to come back, he has burned a lot of bridges in an alliance with people. Yep, and Tech's final words towards Steve was like, I like to say aloha, meaning hello and goodbye. <laughs> and he said he appreciates Steve for giving him his first elimination win. So congrats, Tech, for getting a win. I think he also said take your ass back on Broken Spirit Airlines, which is funny because why would you think that <laughs> the accommodations that MTV have is Spirit Airlines? I mean, at least it could have been Frontier or Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> so we move on to the women's seat, and it is Melinda and Tina. And Melinda said she got her bell rung in the daily, but wants to prove that she is an athlete. And Tina got into position to start running in the elimination. And then after TJ did the horn, she just briskly walks to the middle of the arena. And Melinda is just going back and forth to the school is knocking them all out while Tina is just standing in there and she waves the white flag essentially and uh, yeah that Tina essentially just like gracefully bowed out essentially I mean Tina knew exactly what she was going to do but it was just it was weird to see it happening because 
like you said, Tina got in position. They were ready to go. And just when Tina ran out into, into the middle of the circle and just stood there, I'm like thinking, is she giving this girl a head start? Like, what's her gameplay here? I don't understand. And the fact that Tina didn't even try, given her reason, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I just, I don't know what, what it is about these people that just want to fucking quit. Like, at least give it an effort, try. And I also felt for Melinda because she actually wanted to show what she had. She, after she flundered in the challenge, even though she really didn't, but after she lost in the challenge, she's just like, I have the opportunity in this elimination to show not only to everyone in the house, but to myself that I can complete this. And she just wasn't given an opportunity to because Tina quit. And Tina quit because she couldn't mentally handle what was brewing under the surface just with her in the house and people turning on her quote-unquote by voting against her so I get for her mental game her quitting but it's just disappointing to see because as for much as I thought she had grown she really she need she needs more and we all do I just wish that she would have given herself an opportunity and not quit on herself yeah. but we all know our limits so I, I get that yeah, so at the end of it, she was like, Melinda may have it. I actually like her. And she said she was better suited for the game. Because like you said, at this point, mentally, she wasn't all the way there to fully compete in this environment because it showed. Because then TJ said, that was an awesome men's elimination. And then he asked, you know, what happened? And she was just like, well, the energy in the house was not something that I think I meant for anymore. So I'm going to gracefully bow out. It's just like, at this point, I need to remove myself from the situation so that I can figure my own stuff out. And if I am able to come back, I'll be a, a much better person and more mentally equipped to handle it as well. And so Jody also had a moment and said that she knows that Tina may be struggling with who she is now and who she was before and hopes that there's no hard feelings between her and Tina because she rethinks of her as a good competitor and she would like to see her back on the show. And Tech and Melinda both have life shields. As we move into the midpoint of the season, it's interesting to see who has the life shields and where the direction of the alliances are going. It's it's really a day-by-day case of who is winning these challenges so that any other sort of the alliance can assert themselves as a dominant one. So it's just going to be interesting to see them going back and forth. Yeah, I re- I realized it's like, it's these two alliances and then this folk just in the middle. Like, that's really how the season is. Whereas last season, there wasn't really much of a, like, two different kinds of alliances. It was just everybody just freewheeling it. But this time people came. I- it was one big alliance in Kendall. Yeah, like, I, that's what was, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, well, it was, it was like that, and everybody just like doing diplomatic shit outside of like when Kendall left. But this time around, I like that there is a dynamic of two actual different alliances, like really going for each other game wise. And then there's folk in the middle who don't really care as much and are just there to compete for themselves. So, with that, that is the end of this recap. As y'all know, we are here for the tunes as well. And our latest new segment is called Tweet It Out, where we choose a song from the wonderful soundtrack of the episode or a song that fits the situation that 
completes this episode. Yeah, so this week I have two songs that I feel like were leaning towards Tina and, and just how she was and her attitude. So I did like the last song that they had when she was playing in the arena, but my songs for Tina are one by two great, two great artists, one Jay-Z and it's PSA. And that's because Tina made it very clear and known she was not fucking with none of you bitches after y'all voted her in. And it was just, everyone was on notice after that dinner that they had in that kitchen. Like, no, it was clipped for each and every one of y'all. It's over for you hoes. And then my other song was Nice For What? Because what does Tina have to be nice for now? She literally felt like she got her shit turned against. Like everyone turned their back on her and she was alone, essentially how she felt. And so I just felt like Tina felt like, you know what? I don't got to be nice to none of you bitches now. Like I said, it's over and you guys played your hand. And now you're going to deal with the card that is Tina because she is a joker. Yeah. I want to give a quick highlight to the Sean Kingston song that was playing during the daily. <laughs> to me, it was so random. and But I just want to say that was such a random pick for this episode that they it put in here. Was. It truly, truly was. Because what the hell happened to Sean Kingston, y'all? QTNA. <laughs> that we don't have the answer to but that is the end of this episode thank you guys for listening and we'll be back for the second half of all stars too because crap but you kept saying like oh we're at the halfway mark i'm like oh we really are and i'm very excited to see how the rest of the season plays out yeah so after the episode wrap we got sort of a mid-season trailer and it just looks like kind of what happened last season where you know, older people were crashing out and just a lot of injuries, but also a lot of good challenges where they had to really figure it out because they hadn't done it in so long. So I'm definitely interested to see how this goes and how this plays out towards the end. But thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week to continue on. Please follow our Twitter page at Zulu Alliance Pod. Please follow our personal pages if you would like at Mex and Hines. And at 8th underscore S5. And follow our YouTube page at Zulu Alliance Pod. And Thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.